your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, May 26th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at L-O underscore F-L-A Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to listen also to the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms, Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. So the Florida Panthers are getting ready for a game six tonight at the Amelie Arena after winning game five at home, a huge home win. Now it's time to talk a little bit about game six and moving forward from that. And with me today is from Bally Sports, Florida. We're still weird saying that is Jessica Blaylock. Jessica, how are you? I'm great. I could not be more happy to be talking about a game six. Uh, that was an unbelievable game five. Panthers needed that one badly. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Spencer Knight was amazing. So I, I'm still flying high from that one the other night. I'm with you there. And as somebody who wasn't there in person, of course, you don't get the same feeling when you're in person versus when you're watching on TV. And the only game I've attended so far was game one. And the PA announcer for the Florida Panthers, Andrew Imber, kind of teased the video, the pump-up video. And I saw that tweet a few hours before, and I'm just raising eyebrows like, the, the the Florida Panthers are, are kind of up to something here. And then seeing that it was Aaron Ekblad, what was your reaction? I, I, I'm sure you knew before the, the crowd saw it, but what, what was your reaction when you found out that it was him doing that humble video? Honestly, I know maybe this sounds a little silly, but I almost got emotional. Like I almost got a little choked up. And, you know, I think a big part of it is Aaron Ekblad's one of the guys that's been here. Um, since I've been here, you know, all six years that I've covered the team, Ekblad has been in that Panther dressing room. So I've had the chance to get to know him. And, um, you know, just, just thinking about how, how much I wish for him that he could be a part of this postseason, um, especially considering the regular season that he was having. And it was a combination of, I'm so excited that he could do that video and get the crowd into it and and in some way be a part of all of this but at the same time it just it made me so sad that he wasn't like that's how he had to be involved right like he's 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 not able to be on the ice 
um, with his teammates. So just a lot of emotions, I guess, when I, when I saw that Eki was going to be a part of that video, but, um, I know we're all thinking of him still, the whole team is thinking of him. We wish that he could be out there on the ice more than anything, but just happy that he's going to be able to make a full recovery and get back out with the team next season. But it was, it was, it gave me goosebumps, literally like gave me chills, gave me goosebumps to, to see that he was part of that pump up video. And that really pumped up the players as well, pumped up the crowd. And with a crowd of 14 K there and with you working there, the, how, of course you felt a huge difference with the big, with the, with a bigger capacity, but Emotionally, how did you feel when once you saw the full capacity, the seventy five percent capacity there? What was your feeling when you when you saw those Panther fans waving those towels, cheering on loud for this team? It was awesome, and honestly, whether it's been twenty five percent capacity, whether it's been seventy five percent capacity, Panther fans have shown up and been incredible this season. But yeah, the other night have almost 15,000 people in the building to see them waving the towels, to see them on their feet, the reception that they gave Spencer Knight when he took the ice. um, It just reminded me of how much we all missed having fans in the building. You know, we were so lucky last season, um, you know, to get to, uh, watch sports I guess from a distance and to still have something to cheer for but it was so different at sporting events that you didn't have fans you know and and last night is just one of those nights that kind of tangibly reminds you of the importance of fans to a team's energy and a team's intensity and you know all of the guys have talked about it all season long. Coach Quendall's talked about it all season long. You know, it's something that we've brought up in a lot of interviews. It's something that we've brought up a lot talking to players in, you know, pre or post game interviews, just the importance of having fans in the stands and the importance of, um, you know, being able to play in front of them and, you know, I think the bubble last year was was really bizarre for everyone, um, including the Panthers, who obviously were were part of that playing round against the Islanders. But, um, you know, when you compare what playing a game would have been like in the bubble compared to what it was last night, it's a night and day difference, right? Two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So just to just to be able to to sit there and watch the game and watch the crowd reaction and just be so happy for Panther fans that they got to see a playoff win at home um, and just take so much joy in, in that win. It, it was really cool. Just really cool. I I can only imagine how cool it was if, if I were there in person. And I think of sports in general have what we as a society have been through in the last year and few months since this pandemic has hit you had nba and nhl go into bubbles a full 60 game baseball season with nobody in the crowd until the nlcs the nfl was really the only league that had a lot of time to buy because they're of their extended off season that they have 
they were able to have some franchises buy a little time and start their limited capacity. But I have I have a lot of confidence that we are I don't know if at the end of this pandemic is the right term to use, but I think that brighter days are ahead. And I think of I, I did go to one regular season game this season for the Panthers and I was hearing a little bit of the pumped in crowd noise there. And the reactions to certain hits, to certain plays, are are just not the same, at least in hockey, when when something happens versus if if there's a high fly ball in baseball, you could you could react to it, but it's not the pump up noise to react to it a little bit. But when it comes to those big hits in hockey, those re- those reactions from the crowd are like super quick. It's not something that somebody can just press a button quickly. It's like, oh, there's a big hit. I have to press this button to create a a bigger noise for the crowd. So that is definitely something that the fan impact makes such a big difference versus when you're pumping in that crowd noise. Yeah. Because like you said, in hockey, a lot of, a lot of those plays are instantaneous, right? Like it takes a matter of seconds for a puck to find the back of the net sometimes, or it takes a matter of seconds for a a, a guy to throw a big hit against the boards or just whatever it may be, you know? Um, Whereas yeah, in baseball, you know, there's a little bit more time sometimes for a play to develop. Um, so, you know, as, as, as much as the crowd noise kind of helped to substitute just having a completely sterile environment, nothing beats the real deal. Nothing beats actually having fans there and the emotions, the genuine pure emotions that come with the highs or lows of any game, you know? So yeah, you're, you're just never going to be able to replace what the fans themselves bring to the atmosphere of a game. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Panthers throughout the playoffs. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NHL. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Panthers podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Be sure to join me when my room goes live. Go to Locker Room and download on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LO underscore FLA Panthers to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers. See you there. Locker room. Change it away. We talk sports. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut almond, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. 
You know what my favorite is? My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and five grams of sugars. Five grams of net carbs, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So you're a pretty busy gal. You have uh, work at the desk as team host. You, if Craig Minervini is there at the desk, you're team sideline. And if Katie Gauze is team sideline, then sometimes you'll be at the Marlins games there. <laughs> so, how? My, so my question is with the with Major League Baseball and the NHL overlapping with the beginning of the season for baseball slash the end of hockey and then the end of baseball with hockey. How has that also been like when it your your employer and your bosses say, hey, Jessica, Craig is going to be here on this day while you have Marlins duty, but then there's it's the playoffs. You, you Of course, you want to be there in person. And of course, you're, of course, checking in to the Panthers while you're either at Marlins Park or in the studio talking. How, how's that like? Uh, just like you said, very, very busy. I mean, even last night, um, you know, our pregame show or the other night, our pregame show for, for hockey started at 7.30. The Marlins game started at 6.40. So I had the Marlins game on my iPad on the desk leading up to the start of our pregame show for hockey. But at the end of the day, no matter how busy I may be, um, I just step back and look and think about how blessed I am and how grateful I am that I get to cover two of the greatest sports in the world, um, you know, hockey and baseball, how much I love each one of them, how much I love each team that I cover. And um, in the in the moments where I start to sometimes maybe feel a, a, a little tired or a little overwhelmed or whatever it may be, I just take a step back and, and think to myself, this is what I wanted to do my entire life. You know, I knew since I was a little kid that I wanted to be a journalist. I knew since high school that I wanted to cover sports. So to be one of the people who, who genuinely gets to say, I am doing exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I'm getting to literally every day live out my dream. If I ever complain, then shame on me. That's the way that I look at it, you know? So it's sometimes a lot of work. It's sometimes a lot of days in a row where you don't really have a second to stop and catch your breath. But at the same time, what a ride. I mean, the, the moments that I've had the opportunity to be a part of, the memories I've had a chance to make, the people I've had the chance to interview, the cities I've had the chance to go to, the baseball stadiums I've seen, the hockey arenas I've seen. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade any of it for an extra day of rest. 
I'll take it. <laughs> Which leads me to this question. Uh, what has been your all-time favorite interview for a player? I get that question a lot and it's so hard to narrow it down to one person because I've been, I've been lucky enough to cover all four major sports in some capacity. And I kind of have like favorite interviews for each sport or just favorite interviews from, um, you know, different events I've had the chance to cover. Like I've done some golf too. I've done some high school football, some high school basketball, um, college basketball, you know, a, a ton of different things. So. I would say some of my uh, favorite interviews would be Steve Nash for NBA. He was awesome. Uh, He was absolutely amazing. Um, Martin Prado is hands down. Like hands down one of my, not just like one of my favorite athletes I've ever had the chance to cover, just like genuinely one of my favorite people in the world. Um, you know, uh, when I look back on hockey, like Alexander Barkov to me is, I joke around with people like I would adopt him as my son if I could. Like that is how I feel about Barkov. Like I just adore him with every, with every fiber of my being. Um, Mike Trout, I had the chance to interview oh, wow. Mike Trout when the Angels came to, to at the time Marlins Park, now Lone Depot Park, but it was the first time that the Angels had played at Marlins Park, and it was the same year that the Marlins were hosting the All-Star Game. So Mike Trout was kind enough and generous enough with his time to give me a one-on-one interview about his experiences as, as an All-Star. And I, I just appreciate that so much because he didn't owe me that. I, I'm not his team reporter. He didn't know me. We'd never talked before. And, and a guy of his caliber who could easily be like, no, I don't have time for that. Not only did it, but was so great and so genuine. So, I mean, I I will always give Mike Trout a ton of props. And I mean, even Ichiro, like getting to cover Ichiro and getting to cover him in a season where he picked up his 3000th hit and getting to be there in person and watch that and be a part of that moment. I mean, I could literally go on and on and on. Um, Jack Nicholas, you know, I was covering high school football. Oh, the bear. The bear. And uh, yeah, the golden bear. And his grandson, Nick Dwyer, was playing in it. So we got to catch up with Jack during um, halftime. And he was hilarious. And so I, I just, I sit there and even just like naming some of these names, you know, getting to cover Yager with the mm. Panthers, like an absolute legend, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy to think back on, on some of the, the people I've had the, the chance to get to know and, and interview, you know, in a professional capacity. So again, it just all comes back to being grateful, right. For these incredible moments that I've had the chance to be a part of. That's amazing. And I'm happy for you that you get to interact with so many different types of people, because I always tell people what we human beings need in this world is connection. That's what we, that's what we need. We need people need people. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, that first time that Mike Trout visited Marlins park, I believe he got injured in that same series sliding into second base. I'm I'm a big Marlins follower as well, as well with the Florida (laughs) Panthers. So I believe I remember that series and the, the day that the, 
the when Ichiro was very close to getting his 3,000 hit when I still lived in South Florida at the time, they announced that he was going to be in the starting lineup that night at Marlins Park against the Cardinals. I rushed to get tickets to that game, but he went 0 for 4. So, yeah. And then he got his 3,000 hit a week later in, uh, in Colorado. Colorado. So <laughs> that missed out on an opportunity to see Ichiro's 3,000th hit in person. At the time, he was two hits away. But let's talk about Game 5 a little bit. With, with Game 6 looming tonight, because this recording is coming out on Wednesday morning, we don't expect much lineup changes. Coach Q goes with the mindset of when you win, you, you don't really change much. And we have no reason to expect that Spencer Knight isn't going to start after saving 36 straight after giving up his the first shot on goal to the Tampa Bay Lightning. When, when it comes to the atmosphere for what it was like after the first goal and how the Panthers responded after that, what, what was it like when they were first down to the rest of the game after that? Yeah, I mean, I think that there was kind of a collective, you know, uh, when the uh, when when Tampa scored that first goal, um, which was not on Spencer Knight by any means, you know, it was Correct. a defensive breakdown at the blue line that led to an odd man rush. Um, so not really much that he could do in that situation. But you know, when you when you look at it and you're like, oh man, the Lightning have one shot on goal and it led to a goal. Um, I think you kind of brace yourself and, and wonder, oh man, are, are we in for a long night? Is this, is this kind of the, the end of the road? Um, because, you know, the lightning are, are the last team that you want to have to play catch up with. And so I think it went from like those first couple minutes because the lightning scored 53 seconds into the game. I think it went from the, those first couple minutes of, oh man, all right, hold on, hold on, you know, for dear life, because this could be a tough one um, to, you know, once, once night started making save after save, after save, after save, especially when the lightning were on the power play in that first period. And you're like, okay, all right. Knight has definitely gotten the momentum back on the side of the Panthers. If they can just get a couple past Vasilevsky, then who knows what could happen. And then sure enough, you know, Mackenzie Weger in the second period, ties it up with his first playoff goal of his career. And then Mason Marchment steps up and, and gets the go ahead goal. And you're all of a sudden you just feel everything shift, right? You know, you already started to feel it kind of shift because of the way that Spencer Knight was playing. And then once the Panthers got on the scoreboard and started turning things in the right direction, you were like, okay, all right, I'm starting to feel it now, you know? And um, obviously ended up being a great game. Patrick Hornquist added that power play goal in the third period. And the Panthers did a tremendous job locking things down defensively, you know, giving Spencer Knight some support in the net and uh, forcing that game six. And now, you know, with game six coming up tonight, you just think to yourself, all bets are off at this point. You know, the momentum is certainly on the side of the Florida Panthers. You know, you know, even though Coach Quenville didn't 100% confirm that Spencer Knight was going to get the start tonight, I mean, he basically kind of said it 
when asked about it, you know, we kind of all know what's going on, right? Like that's legit, you know, what he said. And and so you can infer from that Spencer Knight is obviously getting the start. Um, and so you hope maybe Spencer Knight can kind of get in the head of the Tampa Bay lightning a little bit, just based on, on the way he played the other night. And, you know, the Panthers have the confidence that they saw, Hey, we can do this. We can, we can, we can climb right back into this. Their backs were up against the wall for game five. Their backs have really been up against the wall ever since going down two games to none. Um, And they've found ways to respond. So we'll see what happens tonight, but um, you know, give, give Spencer Knight credit, give Panthers credit, give young guys like Mason Marchment, Owen Tippett credit, Jonathan Huberto with franchise record in, in, playoff points in a single series. I, I mean, the way Barkov's played, Hornquist had a great night the other night, Weger stepping up the other night. It's That's exactly what it's going to take, right? It's going to take a team effort like that, again, if you're going to to win game six and force a, a game seven back at the BB&T Center. Yeah, and yesterday's game was the first in this series that the first team that scored did not win. Right. So this is... That was huge that the Panthers were just able to find find a way to respond to Tampa Bay's attack. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on i don't know about you i fully expect that the lightning ownership there's no news as of this reporting right now at least i haven't looked that i think they're going to see that the florida panthers were this where they with their increased capacity up to 75 percent. i think the ownership of the tampa bay lightning might turn it up a notch for game six if they haven't already i i don't know any i don't know any news related to that so the F- florida panthers if they really want to even try to force a game seven they gotta set the tone early, early in the in this one for for game six and your your dog is cute by the way so, sorry I, I i just had to say that so <laughs> the- <laughs> it just she just ran right over and wanted to jump up in my lap. So I said, her, why not? I love how she's like randomly popping her head into the screen. Oh, don't worry. Uh, there have been so many times where my cat has jumped on the screen in the middle of me doing uh, a podcast. So don't sweat it. Your, your dog is, your dog is, a, is definitely a, a cutie. We, we love animals here, definitely. And yes, I, I, we're, very, we're very pro-animal in this household. So. <laughs> So, with the Florida Panthers having a game six, 
8 p.m. start time on Valley Sports Florida. Will, will you actually be working uh, game six or will you be doing Marlins coverage? I am working game six. I'll be hosting the pre and post game show along with the intermissions with Jeff Chipron. So we'll be in our studio. Goldie and Randy will be over in Tampa calling the action. Awesome. And definitely from, from a distance, you'll be able to really see and from a distance for me as well, we'll be able to see what the Florida Panthers got grateful. And, and I'm, and I'm happy for Goldie and Red Deer that they're able to travel in, in person to the game and something that they haven't been able to really do all year until this series. And they, I could only imagine the difficulties it was for them. I, I, I can't really speak for them, of course, but I can only imagine difficulties seeing if you're like, I can only imagine the broadcast booth seeing the different types of screens, the different types of angles, even in warmups, even before, and seeing the type of player who has the puck, who has the hit with a distant, with a whole bunch of screens from a distance versus being there in person. It, I can only imagine how it's, so much so relieving for someone like Goldie and Randy I can only imagine for people like them too yeah I mean it's it's incredibly difficult to try and call a game off of a tv monitor and you know give give those guys credit they've done a tremendous job um but it's it's a completely different beast when you're calling the game right in front of you and you can see the action at both ends simultaneously you're not just relying on camera angles to show you the game. So um, <clears throat> I'm sure that they're, they're thrilled to be able to call the games from Tampa too. Yeah. And if, if we see anything like this next season with the 75% capacity crowd that we have right now, I can only imagine when next season comes around that we are ready to bring everybody back and that we could get one step closer to normal. I don't I don't believe that everything will be completely back, but I think we can really get one step closer to it. And I think that brighter days are ahead in our society. I sure hope so. I, I sure hope so because it's been great to have everyone back um at the BBT Center. It's been great to have Marlins fans out at Lone Depot Park. Um and like I said earlier, it's it's not the same without the fans. They've been uh They've been a wonderful addition getting them getting them back at games. Definitely. And I, I want to thank you for coming on to this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I, I believe you have a Marlins game to broadcast tonight, correct? I am actually off tonight. It will uh, be Kelly Sacco on the sidelines. Craig is on the desk. Um, but you better believe I will be tuning in. I will not miss the Marlins game. I will keep up with the Marlins even when I'm on hockey, just like I keep up with the Florida Panthers whenever I'm on baseball. Can't, can't, uh, can't get away from either team, and that is exactly how I would prefer it. I love, I love both. <clears throat> excuse me, I love both the Marlins and the Panthers, and and the opportunity to cover both. So I am always locked in uh, to both mm-hmm. the Panthers and the Marlins. Yeah, and Sandy Alcantara is on the mound, so my ace, hashtag my ace, what I call him, is (laughs) hoping to deal and bring a a win today and hopefully a Panthers win tomorrow to force a Game 7. But 
Once again, Jessica, I want to thank you for coming on to this episode of Lockdown Panthers. So for my listeners, where can they find you and your work on the internet? So on Twitter, I'm at Jess Blaylock. On Instagram, at Jess L. Blaylock. That's how you can find me. And then you can always tune in on Valley Sports Florida. And um, on occasion, we're also on Valley Sports Sun. So you can catch Panthers and Marlins action that way. Thank you so much, Jessica. All right. Thank you. And thank you once again to Jessica Blaylock of Valley Sports Florida for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And before we get out of here, there's a few team news for the Florida Panthers today in downtown Fort Lauderdale. The Florida Panthers broke ground at the Fort Lauderdale War Memorial today. And according to Jameson Olive of FloridaPanthers.com, it should be ready by next summer. So it's a new practice facility and multi-purpose facility that's going on there. And Commissioner Gary Bettman was there to for the groundbreaking ceremony there. And it's going to be great for the South Florida community. And it's a great investment that Panthers ownership in Vinny Viola is doing to grow the game in South Florida. And the most important thing of all is anyone who looks at the Florida Panthers from afar, a lot of them are saying, oh, South Florida hockey will never work and they should just move. So if that was what you were thinking now with this new facility the florida panthers are here to stay and they're here to stay for a while and they're committed to this community and they're committed to broward county so exciting times for the florida panthers on and off the ice and one more thing the nhl department of player safety handed out a few fines for pat maroon who was fined $3,879.31 for his hit on Nolachari at the end of game five on the one of the last face-offs where it got a little scrummy at the end. And Ryan McDonough has been fined the maximum $5,000 under the CBA for cross-checking Mason Marchment close to the boards. That's not the first time that Ryan McDonough has had an incident. If you were to go back to game one where he boarded Anthony Duclair near the bench as well. So that was another incident that Ryan McDonough had in this series. So game six is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at on the road at the Emily Arena on Valley Sports Florida in the South Florida region and CNBC in markets outside of the South Florida area. Once again, we're in a one game season right now with the Florida Panthers that they can't afford to lose at all. If they want to keep their playoff hopes alive, they found a way to do it in game five on home ice. Now they got to win one more on the road in Tampa where they've won three times out of six tries this season. And to bring this back home for a game seven, baby, in your building with your fans there. And let's bring it back to South Florida. 
the to our 14,000 person crowd. So let's find a way to win in a hostile environment like Tampa Bay. And Panthers have all the momentum with Spencer Knight starting and the team is confident right now. So let's carry that confidence into game six tonight at the Amelie Arena. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast shows up in your feed. Don't forget to also listen to Lockdown NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.